Today is Sunday, July 18, 2021. On this day in 1989, actress Rebecca Schaefer was murdered by an obsessed fan, Robert John Bardo. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of these crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of murder that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today, we're covering the shocking murder of Rebecca Schaefer and the twisted fixation that drove her killer over the edge. Let's go back to Rebecca's West Hollywood apartment on July 18, 1989. The morning was an exciting one for Rebecca Schaefer. She'd scored an audition for the highly anticipated film The Godfather Part 3. She waited eagerly in her apartment for a courier to deliver the script. She was more than ready to dive in. A role like that could catapult her from TV sweetheart to serious movie star. Her friends and family were thrilled at the prospect, but not everyone was so happy to see her grow up. To 21-year-old Robert John Bardo, Rebecca would always be an innocent spirit. That's what she was supposed to be. That's who he'd fallen in love with. Ever since he'd watched her in the hit sitcom My Sister Sam, he'd felt a one-sided but intense connection to her. And as her career moved beyond her breakout role, he felt betrayed. He didn't think of Rebecca Schaefer as a real person, only as the object of his affection. And after seeing her in a lovemaking scene in her latest movie, he was livid. His innocent Rebecca had turned her back on him, and he couldn't let that stand. Bardo tried to get a gun, but was rejected due to his history of mental illness. Undeterred, he asked his brother to purchase the weapon for him. Bardo also hired a private investigator who was easily able to obtain Rebecca's address from the DMV. On July 18th, Bardo stepped off a bus from his hometown of Tucson, Arizona, and went searching for Rebecca. He stopped her neighbors on the street, showed them Rebecca's headshot, and asked if they'd seen her around. It was odd, but it was Hollywood. No one thought to call the police. A string of tragic coincidences made the confrontation inevitable. Despite spending most days with her boyfriend, Rebecca was alone that morning. Keenly aware of her celebrity, Rebecca may have ignored an unsolicited buzzer at her apartment, but she was expecting the Godfather script. If the intercom at her place had been functioning, she may have spoken to Bardo safely from behind the door. But since it was broken, she opened the door and came face to face with her stalker. Bardo was nervous and non-threatening at first. He still held some hope that the Rebecca Schaefer of his fantasies was real. He showed her a letter the actress had written him years before. What she thought was an ordinary response to fan mail was Bardo's proof that they were soulmates. In his mind, he was coming to save her from the immoral entertainment industry. Rebecca didn't know what to make of the stranger. She politely told him she had to get ready for an interview, shook his hand, and sent him away. But Bardo didn't leave the neighborhood. He went to a nearby diner, ordered a basket of onion rings, and stewed. 
this wasn't right. Rebecca wasn't supposed to dismiss him. There was only one thing he could do to keep control. Bardo returned to the apartment, this time with his gun behind his back. Again, expecting the Godfather script, Rebecca answered. She was surprised and reportedly annoyed to see him again. Bardo told her he'd forgotten to give her something, then shot her. In her final moments, Rebecca was in shock. She repeatedly asked Bardo why he'd done it before he fled the scene. When a neighbor heard Rebecca's cries, they rushed outside and alerted the authorities. But it was too late. Rebecca died 30 minutes later. Police immediately leapt into action to find the killer. Luckily, plenty of witnesses had seen the strange young man prowling around the neighborhood. An all-out manhunt began. Coming up, how Rebecca's life and death changed the country. Hi, it's Vanessa from Parcast, and I'm here to tell you about my new 10-episode limited series, Obituaries. They're some of the most iconic figures of all time, celebrated in death for their individual achievements and impact on society. But in life, the relationships they kept tell a different story, one of unexpected connections that yielded extraordinary change. Every Wednesday on Obituaries, join my co-host Carter and me as we explore the shared legacies of prolific pairs from the past. From the mutual traumas of entertainers Marilyn Monroe and Ella Fitzgerald, to the unlikely admiration between visionaries Mark Twain and Nikola Tesla, each episode of Obituaries digs deep into the lasting impressions made between two legendary figures and how their entanglements changed the course of history. These meaningful duos may have passed on, but the profound effect they had on each other and us will live on forever. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Obituaries. Listen free only on Spotify. Now back to the story. On July 18, 1989, actress Rebecca Schaefer was shot and killed by a stalker at her West Hollywood apartment. Rebecca was a star on the rise. Her loss shattered all who knew her and shocked the country. Just 21 years earlier, Rebecca was born in Oregon. She started modeling as a teenager before transitioning to acting in a recurring role on the popular soap, One Life to Live. She was a surprise hit on set. Her co-stars could tell she was a special talent and remembered well how kind she was. Just a few years later, Rebecca made a career move that was almost impossible, especially for someone so young. She moved from daytime soaps to primetime, landing a part in a new sitcom, My Sister Sam. Much like her character, Patty, Rebecca moved in with the co-star who played her older sister, Pam Dauber. The two bonded quickly, and Pam tried to shepherd Rebecca safely through the Hollywood minefield. Soon, Rebecca became a household name, but actresses at the time faced growing pressure from fans. Pam warned her to do everything she could to keep her residence a secret. In 1982, Raging Bull actress Teresa Saldana had been viciously attacked by a stalker with a knife. The assailant found Teresa using a private investigator, a tactic Bardo intentionally copied years later. 
Teresa was lucky to survive, and Pam wanted to make sure Rebecca knew the potential dangers of fame. But the young actress was a kind and trusting soul. Against the advice of friends, she liked to send detailed responses to fan mail. It harbored goodwill, but also allowed for the creation of dangerous parasocial relationships in people like Robert Bardo. Bardo once even tried to visit Rebecca on the set of My Sister Sam at the age of 19. He was twice turned away by security, but due to a lack of understanding about the dangers of stalking, no legal action was taken. My Sister Sam was canceled halfway through its second season, but Rebecca was perfectly poised to move up in the film industry. She started acting in TV movies, hoping to make the jump to more serious roles, all the directors she worked with thought she was destined for stardom. After her tragic murder, police didn't have to work hard to find Rebecca Schaefer's killer. Bardo fled the scene of the crime back to Tucson, where he suffered a mental break. He ran around a major street in the city, wailing about how he'd killed Rebecca Schaefer. He was quickly taken into custody. He matched the appearance of the suspect seen by Rebecca's neighbors and was sent back to California, where he was formally arrested. Bardo never denied he was a killer, but a dramatic trial still went forward. The issue wasn't Bardo's guilt, but whether he was legally sane enough to face punishment for the crime. Prosecutor Marsha Clark spearheaded the state's case. In just a few years, she would become a national name for prosecuting O.J. Simpson. The state negotiated with Bardo before the trial began. In exchange for taking the death penalty off the table, Bardo would be tried by a single judge, not a jury. Using statements from his family and his post-arrest interviews, Marsha proved Bardo planned to kill Rebecca from the beginning. That intentionality took it out of the realm of legal insanity. He was sentenced to life in prison. The case provided an interesting demonstration of the difference between legal and medical insanity. According to forensic psychologist Chris Mohandy, Bardo was possibly suffering from psychotic issues and a personality disorder like narcissism. But he knew right from wrong, and he knew what he was doing when he committed the crime. He remains in prison to this day, where he now feels tremendous guilt for his actions. For Rebecca Schaefer's friends and family, the trial wasn't as important, however. All that mattered was preventing it from happening all over again. In one way, they've succeeded. Much of the escalating harassment Bardo took part in before the murder is now illegal due to anti-stalking laws. We understand better how obsessions can spiral out of control, and celebrities' private information is more protected. But still, stalking occurs constantly. There's almost no way to stop harassment prior to an initial encounter, like trespassing or a creepy interaction. That was the reason the Schaefers also fiercely advocated for stricter gun safety laws. Rebecca's father and her co-star Pam Dauber believed the U.S. needed stricter laws keeping guns from falling into the hands of the mentally ill. It's a fight they champion even now, 30 years after Rebecca's tragic end. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by John McDonough, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hi, it's Vanessa from Parcast. If you enjoy our in-depth profiles on historical figures and famous fates, you'll love my new limited series, Obituaries. Every Wednesday on Spotify, join me and my co-host Carter as we explore the unlikely bonds forged between two meaningful figures from the past and discover how those relationships impacted the future. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Obituaries. Listen weekly, free and only on Spotify.